episode 97, it was time for a shoot the shit episode with two of my buddies, Chris and Misak. You know Misak, he's been on the show a couple times. We shot the shit about a lot of different things, um, mostly about what's happening in Armenia in that region. Um, some good life stuff. And Chris, him and Taylor Swift, can't exactly describe to you what happened, but you're going to have to listen. Episode 97, let's get into it. Well, you know, it was time for us to kind of just shoot the shoot the shit, you know, sit here and just chill out. We were at a driving range earlier today and we're like, hey, you know, that was great. Might as well sit back, relax and uh, talk about the world's problems for a little bit and have somebody uh, listen in. Just kind of be like a fly on the wall, you know, feel like a fly on the wall. So, by the way, there is nothing in this world more frustrating yet enjoyable than golf. At times, yeah, it's true. like. The greatest, you know, couple hours you have out there, nature, beautiful, wind blowing in your face, in your hair. And then at the same time, you're frustrated. You know, this little ball that you just can't get that knack of, you know? Yeah. Golf is one of those sports where you can have a really bad round, but you have one really good shot. And it'll keep you coming back. Other sports, you can kind of like get a rhythm and all that. But golf, dude, you have like a couple bad shots. You get like fatigue, whatever. What's, what's tougher, hitting a 90 mile per hour fastball or hitting a golf ball 300 yards? I haven't done a fastball. <laughs> Actually, not even probably hit a ball 300. Well, what, do you think, Maybe. what do you think is the more satisfying? Like hitting a home run or hitting a golf ball dead center 330 yards? Home run. Way more satisfying. And think about the home run, the challenge of the home run. Because the golf ball is just sitting there. It's not that hard to hit. You might not hit it straight or or well, but you yeah, can hit, very, at least hit it, get contact. Very different. Think about a 98-mile-per-hour fastball with tailing movement on it, Chris. Well, I would be proud to tell people I hit it. If I go up to my dad, I'm like, Dad, I hit a ball 300 yards, and it was staying still. And you're like, ah. Yeah. Imagine hitting a fastball 420 yards. Feet, sorry, 420 feet. I will say this. We've all been around professionals both baseball and golf, they make it look so easy. But I would say maybe golf, they make it seem even easier because like you said, it looks so easy to do, but yet so hard to master. Golf? (laughs) Like you just watch any professional tournament, like on a Sunday afternoon, they make it look like child's play. But you got to understand even like golfer, professional golfers, they're still working on their crap. Like, there's oh. no such thing as a perfect round. No. They're spending seven, eight days in the golf course. Yeah. But I don't it's need wild. to worry about the golf ball hitting me back, like in baseball. They can really, like... Sure. You mean, like, a pitcher hitting yeah, you? coming at you. Or, or, like, a comebacker. There's, like, a real threat to it. And what's the deal with golf? You have to be quiet. Everybody be quiet. He's going to get rid of it. Concentration. They're heckling you Mental. in baseball. Yeah, I'll tell you, man, golf, the mental aspect of golf, mental aspect, honestly, in a lot of sports, like most sports, actually in life, think about the mental aspect of like how your brain can go either way, how powerful it is for sports, especially by yourself. It's not a team sport. Tennis, you're by yourself. Golf, you're by yourself. Look, I can only speak to the few sports I've played, not even professionally, obviously, but like you said, when you're playing an individual sport, it's very different. 
hockey, we've all of us have played hockey in some category or level. It's a team sport. You get out there, a couple minutes, you get off. Your teammate gets out there. You breathe. You can kind of collect yourself. Tennis, golf, dude, you're out there. If you if you need a break or what, you don't get that. You and I have played tennis. Dude, once the mental part of it or even the fatigue comes in, it's over. Yeah, people don't realize what kind of shape you need to be in when you play tennis. <sighs> tennis is no joke, man. Nadal, Federer, those guys are ripped. And the you've never seen an out of shape tennis professional tennis player. It's, it's you haven't. No, no there's no. no such thing. And the mental fortitude. Huh. You know, actually, I'm going to pivot a little bit, but I I heard a great thing, uh, and I'll promote it. Uh, it's the former USC quarterback Max Brown. I don't know if you follow him on social media. Very interesting guy. Didn't make it to the big leagues. He's now a realtor and a commentator. He does color commentary for Fox Sports. He went to the Taylor Swift concert last month, and he one of his biggest takeaways was she is a top-tier athlete. She performed for three hours, no breaks, like a one-minute uh, costume change, three hours performing, no lip-syncing, dancing, moving, running around, and he was a professional athlete, top-tier. He goes... I was exhausted from the stands. It's unbelievable what she did for all these nights in a row. People don't look at it that way, but she is mentally, physically, and emotionally preparing for those concerts. It's a crazy thing that you don't think about. Hate to be the, that guy, but if they tested her, would she test positive? You think she's roiding up? <laughs> no, I think she's cocaining up. You like, think Like so? any other artist. Uh, I don't know. Chris, are you going to open that beer or are you going to just let it look at you? Are these not self-opening beers? <laughs> open not, the damn not, thing. You're starting to piss me off, man. Oh, no. Put I, the I, microphone I, close to you uh, as well, Chris. You know, the thing about Taylor Swift, uh, super athlete, a lot of comparisons next to Beyonce. I don't, I don't see it. Taylor is above and beyond. If she wanted to be president, get all these white girls running around. Oh, it's over. <laughs> What is the obsession of Taylor Swift? Do, or do you guys understand the obsession? Like um, having a banner inside Staples Center? That was a bit much. That was a bit much. Look, she's polarizing. And the problem is, why is she polarizing? Because she's not had success in love and everyone could appeal to that. That's why she's popular. Because she's always heartbroken going from guy to guy. It's like a regular, real relationship with everyone else goes through so people can get along. You know, she's just something different. The relationship thing, she's just able to shake it off, shake it off, okay? <laughs> so, you know. She's with uh, Travis Kelsey, huh? Dude, what is, how? Yeah. By the way, either two, one of two things are going to happen. It's just the Kardashian effect. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to blow up. Or her career is going to blow up. One of those is going to happen. What's blow up in a bad her? way? Yeah, yeah, Blow yeah, up yeah, in yeah, a bad yeah. way. There's too much hype around it. I don't think that lasts, man. Dude, his Travis coach Kelsey is going like to be like... A wannabe gangster. And then she's like this goody goody tissue woman who's like like this cute little white little thing. and She's not going to ruin that image of her because she just wants to make more money. But... To your question earlier, is she on it? I saw some pics recently that were suggestive mm. that there was white residue inside of her nostrils. Mm. Sure, I get it. Really? Must have been snowing. 
in Tennessee, huh? Listen, listen, let's talk about artists, right? How are you able to get up and down every day, perform two and a half, three hours, travel to the next city and do it the next day? At any age, at any level, Dude, I, I, unless she's got a trainer, a chef, and everything following on. She does. Her. Of course she does. Which she, course does. she does. Yeah, of course she does. But even then, like, does she have a night where she twists her ankle or something? She's in heels, for God's sakes. You know what I mean? Like, it's, dude, pro athletes, they're having to take ice baths. They're icing their knees. Like, their uh, pitchers are icing their arms. Is she, after the concert, icing herself? You know what I mean? Maybe. Or is she coked up? Maybe she's icing her nose. We'll take your calls. One eight. No. You sound jealous. Wrong show. She's really a threat. You know, she dances, she writes her own music, and she plays an instrument. If any female artist did one of those things, they would be top notch. But she does all three of them. And she acts. Let's not pretend that she's not an actress. <laughs> all right. So easily, she's a threat to everybody else. You're, you sound like a Swifty. I mean... Do I want to be president of the Los Angeles County Division? Sure, maybe. You know, my, my hat's in the running. By the way, did you go to the, any of the Taylor Swift shows? Absolutely not. I'll no. tell you what. You couldn't pay me to go. You know what? I would pay to go, but I'm not paying these ridiculous mortgages that you have to go to their show. I think if, if I legitimately, legitimately gave it a shot, I have a chance of dating Taylor Swift easily. Just imagine how good the breakup album would be. It would be incredible. For many of Double you who platinum. don't know Chris, your mom meeting Taylor Swift would be the greatest thing I'd ever seen. That would be awesome. Chris, introduce yourself. Everybody knows Misak. I think this is his third or fourth time. Probably. Yeah. Oh, well, hello world. <laughs> um, I'm Chris, a longtime listener, first time caller. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm here. Misak. <laughs> what else do they need to know? They, I don't know if they're ready. Uh, they, they probably are not. They probably are not. That's probably a different episode. But we should give Chris a hand. He's a veteran. Are you still in the force? Yeah, still. Can you believe it? What is, what is your title nowadays? Uh, you know, I, I recently got a promotion. And uh, it just... You know, Can't talk about that. That's just... It's something I do. It's not who I am. You know, it's just... It's a, who are you, Chris? A Swifty, apparently. I, uh, that's uh, that's what I say looking in the mirror when I'm having my existential crises. <laughs> you know? So talk about what in the world is happening in the world today. Today I saw a video of uh, the double Joe Biden. Did you guys see that? No. He was walking away, looked exactly like him. I mean, I, th I think we all know there's a double. I'm sure there's a Do Donald Trump double too. And... The dude was walking away with a mask with a couple officers with no secret service. And he was walking and like, looked like he was walking to a plane. And this lady's like, oh, it's you, the double Joe Biden. Oh, is that you? And he like turns around with like thumbs up. Hmm. And this dude's like in like decent shape, walking good. Doesn't walk like Grandpa Joe. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's pictures. You look. And his ears are completely different, right. the jawline. And look, I get it. We all look different day to day, but sometimes it makes you really think. And then how about, um, what's the the big dorky senator guy who's always in a hoodie? Man, Fetterman. Fetterman. Dude, that guy for sure has like multiple doubles because there's a couple of pictures with taken within a day. 
completely different beard. Like not, it's not even like, oh, he shaved. They're like, compl- like you can't even fake There's that. Two people that exist that are just like him. That guy's dumber than rocks, man. Oh man. Well, he's had a stroke. Like you, you understand? Like how about when he was running? He was campaigning. And the poor yeah. guy couldn't put anything together. Yeah, it's 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 what's scarier, him or the people who vote for him? Uh, the people who vote for him that they've enabled him. Number one, number two, they believe in their mind that this is normal and healthy to have illegitimate and or is incapable it, people run our country. Or is it? Oh my gosh, poor guy, he's got mental health issues. Let me By support the way, him. For those who are on the middle or uh, more progressive, let me give you the benefit of the doubt. Mitch McConnell, mm. too old, completely out of it. It's got to be out of there. There's so many. I, listen, it's a very simple solution. Uh, somebody said this recently, Patrick Bet David or somebody. He goes, you sit term limits or an age cap, an age minimum and an age cap. And guess what? All the filth and the, the drain, the swamp, sort of say, as they say, it's going to naturally happen. There's no reason why Diane Feinstein, after 50 years, Needs to be in position. She's literally lost her marbles like five years ago. Dude, it, this is... She lost She lost torture. her marbles it's five torture. years ago. Chris, you look disinterested. No, I'm I'm listening. You know, I, I'm with you there. Maybe it's something about the people of Pennsylvania because they voted for uh, Fetterman and Biden. They're both from Pennsylvania. So maybe it's... Uh, Biden. Is that, that, that was when all those votes came in when we we're all sleeping at 3 a.m. Yeah, and it makes sense with uh, Feinstein, right? She gave up her, her right... To, like her daughter has to take care of her now, like mm-hmm. legally, but yet she's still serving in the. Uh, they turn into dinosaurs, man. Yeah, seriously, like they're like dinosaurs. Eighty-three-year-old Nancy Pelosi, by the way, announced that she's going to run again. Yeah, exactly. and she's going to get vote. She's going to she's going to win. Oh, of course, she's going to get voted in. By the way, let's not even get into the fact that they make like a a fixed salary, but yet they're multimillionaires, which the numbers don't compute. Yeah. Like, how could I be locked in at a salary of, let's say, 300K, but yet have... Oh, that's the reason why they you know keep what I mean? running. That's why they, they stay in office. Have you seen that website where they show you all the politicians, the buying and selling of stocks? Right. Um, yeah. Yes, I have seen that. A little delayed, right? Yeah. A few days delayed, I think. When, after, and they're looking the to stop that finally, but after too many billions have gone into the wrong pockets. I just, I don't understand how there's no accountability in government. Well, the ones making the rules are the ones kinking the rules. So all I can tell you, by the way, I'm going to, again, pivot a little bit and try to give some credit to some people who are doing a lot of good work with the Glendale Unified School District parents, uh, GUSD parents, I think is their Instagram. If we don't, as the regular Americans, go out there and vote, the people who are have evil and ill wishes are going to continue to control everything. But if we go out there and vote, by the way, half the people that you hear complaining, they don't vote. They don't go out there. So every time I, I bring this subject up or anytime it comes up, I always ask the question, if you believe in the voting process in the smaller regional stuff, absolutely. And when did politics ever make our decisions? Like they never were entered into our homes, Right. Why is, why, why are politics, why are we even on this subject? Why are we even talking? We shouldn't be talking about this. Especially, by the way, behind you is a picture of Vince Scully and Chick Hearn. Rest in peace. 
growing up, we never knew yeah. the politics of our athlete superstars. But yeah. yet now we have everybody, including LA's prodigal son, LeBron James. We know exactly where he stands, who he supports, who he donates to. China. <laughs> right. Um, it's like the, he the, the lure and the beauty of sports was it was an escape from the realities of life. But now they've ingrained it into sports too. It's unbearable. I have friends that not only have canceled season tickets, they don't watch certain sports now yeah. because of the political component. Yeah, Literally, yeah. when I bring it up, they're like, you know what? I haven't caught up in years, especially after yeah. COVID. Forget it. Yeah, it's sad. COVID really killed a lot of that. I think most of the listeners just want to know how Taylor and I would even meet. <laughs> I was going to ask, how would you meet her? Rafi's place. <laughs> a great establishment. Um, and on a serious note, what's happening in Armenia right now? I hate to hate to like go down the uh, the drain here, but I just don't understand how this isn't getting any attention or nothing is happening there. Like I don't. Well, I don't the get people it. who are kind of controlling the situation also are part of the problem, and the media. Russia, Azerbaijan, Turkey, these are, everyone's in cahoots. How about Pashinyan? Oh, he's part of the problem. He's he's enabling it all. If you had someone who truly had good intentions and the uh, noble intentions, it would have not even come to this. Chris, what do you think? The road to hell is paved with good intentions. We'll give up a little bit of land to save some lives. Is that the right decision? We're asking... Of a guy to make decisions that we don't know enough information about, right? Pashinyan? Yeah. yeah in any any in that entire region. You know, Misak's right. We are in cahoots. What's the expectation here? America is going to be involved? I don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. America, you know, has U.S. embassy in Yerevan, and it is the largest embassy in the region. But at the same time, it has a, an established air base in Turkey. America is not going to give up that footprint. They're yeah. not even going to shake that tree against Turkey when it comes to Armenia. I was even surprised that old man Sleepy Joe even mentioned uh, the genocide one. Was it last year or something? I was surprised he even did that. But, you know, they probably just... Through. It was meaningless. The fact that half of our, our people got excited about that was just laughable because, look, now, when we truly need somebody to intervene... We're literally watching helplessly, and it's tough. Yeah, we're here across the planet. It makes you wonder, you know, what can we do? How can we do it? Nothing. You know, we sign the petitions, tweet about it, share with our non-Armenian colleagues and friends. Where's Russia in all of this? They're supposedly the peacemakers, Right, they're on the like. Boots how, of- how is this happening with, with with Russia being around? Right, it wasn't I saw a video two three days ago of Putin basically saying like, "Eh, we can't do much." Literally, I feel like him and Pashinyan are not on good terms. Perfect example. Great, great question. Genius idiot Pashinyan's wife recently went to Ukraine and was you know mixing it and just partying with the Ukrainian idiot's wife. Dude, your people are at the mercy of the Russians, barely surviving, literally barely surviving. And their number one counterpart, Ukrainians, you're going and schmoozing it up with them? 
what are you doing? Like, forget everything else. The optics alone was like, is this lady stupid or she's dumb? At the very least, like, don't do it now. You know what I mean? Or do it behind closed doors well, or yeah. something. I think that was I think that was probably the intention to try to do it in closed doors, but that obviously didn't uh that didn't work out very well. I don't know. What's, it's, what's next in that region? Like you think they're just gonna keep puzzling areas and just ultimately take it over? I don't see any kinetic battles. I see the stopping of borders and the starvation of the Armenian people. Because then they're not going to say it was bullets and knives that killed the Armenians in, in the region. It's going to be starvation. And there are other groups dying of starvation now. And nobody looks or talks about that, too. Yeah. Just what's happening in Asia. Yeah. So the Armenians will die out due to the um, lack of nutrition. And then the uh, opposing and powerful force will just move in and claim the, claim the land. That seems like the easiest way to you say claim it. the land. You're talking about all of the land or like you think Yerevan will ever be touched? I think it's region geographically. It's just built in such a way that it it. I think most Armenians believe that Yerevan is the final uh, stand. So if if there is a situation where layer after layer the land is peeled back. Everybody will retreat until they're all concentrated in, in Yerevan, leaving one final footprint. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of Armenians think that, but won't verbalize it, especially with the largest embassy, the U.S. embassy being in that area. I don't know if I necessarily see that, but just some of the outskirts, you know, just the borderland that's uh, unoccupied or defenseless, essentially. Um, that That seems like the the way to do it i i think as we know it is dwindling away and everyone kind of predicted it because of we saw the writing on the wall but they're slowly just going to chip away chip away until there's nothing and the few hundred thousand people that were there are gonna have one of two choices run away escape if they can and or be killed it's it's unbelievable. I mean, it's wild that nothing has changed over a hundred years. It's, yeah, it's the same. And thing. unfortunately, now with technology, it's being documented real time. Yeah, we actually have a personal connection in that one of our classmates. I don't know if you remember him, but Gev Iskadjian, his mother runs the preschool that my kid goes to. He's there. He moved there about a year and a half ago to be part of the ANCA for Artsakh. He's there now, living and breathing and battling through it and like for example he will post updates and he hasn't posted an update in about 12 hours you make you wonder like he's living he, in Yerevan no Artsakh he's there on the front lines he's he's there on the front lines to fight or he's there to live like did he move there to live he's their ANCA's correspondent out of there and Jesus. he's there he's like maybe 30 31 32 years old he posts about how they they lose power. They haven't had a, like a decent meal in weeks, maybe months. Anytime they get a shipment of flour, they just all just spread it across the 100,000 people that are there. And his mom and dad, they're going crazy because they don't know if they're going to get that one phone call one day and say, you know, his hotel or whatever got hit and that's it. It's unbelievable. They're like, if they're, you, have you spoken to him? Um, I, I see his post every day and I, 
don't talk to him regularly, but a lot of our friends do. He's still in the fantasy football league with all of our buddies from over there. See if you get him on Instagram right now and have him call in. <sighs> he hasn't posted in 11 hours, and it <laughs> makes me like really like Let's think. just see if he's up. Um, I'll try, but one of the last things he posted was a picture of his tattoo. Let me see him. Saying sorry. And then he was recently quoted and wrote an article for Time Magazine about 12 hours ago now. You could call him on Instagram, right? Just call him. I don't know how that works, but... Isn't there a call feature on there? Yeah. Do it. Just try it. How close are you with him? Not that close, but I mean... Just try it. Yeah, I'll I'll send him a message right right now. I'm not going to call him right now. I don't even know what time it is right now. It's probably... It's like... It's like 8 a.m., isn't it? Yeah. But see, here's the thing. I mean... No, no, no. Here's the crazy part. Just get them on. Dude, they deliberately have been shutting down the power so that, number one, they can't communicate and call for I want to hear from him. Just have him. Just come have him. Just call him. I'm sending a message right now. How do you see this playing out? I'm I'm with you on this. I I think they're going to try to take as much land as possible, but I don't think they're going to... I don't... Well, I I wouldn't say never, but I don't think Yerevan will be touched it 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 boggles the mind because nothing's changed over 100 years and nothing is being done I mean and and like you said they've got that air base United States does in Turkey so they don't want to ruin that Armenia is landlocked with Muslim countries they can't import they can't export it's very sad it's it's a country that's just diluting we're reliant on our peers in the region and our peers in the region and want nothing but our land and listen it's, and our necks. It's gorgeous there. I haven't been see pictures, videos. It's Dude. beautiful. And it's one of the safest cities in all of the world. Yeah. And by the way, it's an affordable yet yeah. beautiful historic country. Great tourist and site. Both of you actually have yeah. not been there, but Artsakh itself. Forget Yerevan. Yerevan's like looks like L.A. downtown L.A. right and Glendale, no pun intended. It literally like there's every store, every restaurant you can think of, so you feel like you're in America. But Artsakh is like this natural, beautiful hillside region yeah. that anywhere you look, it's just lush, green, beautiful. It it's it takes your breath away. But it's so remote and so secluded that it's it's just it's hard to imagine that we can come out of this without losing land and history and just at the end of the day, people are losing their homes. They're literally what we saw and learned about in history books yeah. is happening today. That's what I'm saying. They're being evacuated and or killed. There's there's no option in between. It's interesting that after all this time, you know, Armenians are in a better place now than they were like a hundred plus years ago. And uh, still, like, look at all the higher education Armenians we have, all the lawyers, all the doctors that we have here in the States. You're saying, like, we can't put a coalition together of just American Armenian lawyers just to put something on paper formally, you know, going towards somewhere. There's no Armenian doctors that want to put their bends aside for a month and just stand up for it. They're always like, oh, we'll send somebody else's son to fight. Not my son, somebody else's son. Well, it's always easier to send somebody else's kid, right? But I 
disagree with both of you respectfully that Armenians are in a better place than they were from the genocide, and yet they've done nothing to prepare over the last hundred plus years. Did you not think it was going to come back again? You flee your country, you go somewhere else, you make a better life for yourself, and then you're like, oh, well, we'll let somebody else deal with it. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. What we should have done over the last 50, 100 years is every Armenian American or Armenian across the world should have either donated or give given back to a certain degree to build up a military, something to protect ourselves. Like you said, we're landlocked. So what do we have to do is defend ourselves, but we haven't done that. There are good people that we all know that from here, actually up the street, a neighbor of mine, he has a CPR school across LA. What he's done multiple times, he's gone to Artsakh and trained the first line responders and just regular citizens on CPR uh, disaster recovery stuff with like, I forget the term, but like if there's an actual wound or whatever, he teaches them how to stop the bleeding and stretch for time to get them to a hospital. I think there's been a lot of people who've given back. I know doctors who've gone to Armenia when, when the war was happening. I think what's discouraging is when you hear the donations that are sent there and they don't get to where they're supposed to. Yeah, they pocket. And it just kind of goes stop like stops at the government or starts there and stops there. I'm I'm with you on the military thing though. Because like or you have that that hand and you're like, hey, I've got this button, like the United States, I'm not saying Armenia will ever get to there, you know, ever get to that point. But if you have a military that at least is somewhat of a threat to another country, especially a Muslim one, because Muslims don't negotiate. All they know and is power. What we learned, unfortunately, in hindsight, in the war in 2020, was our adversaries are using technology and advanced weapons. Yeah. And we're using stuff from the 70s from the Soviet Union. And that's completely on our, it's our fault because we have some resources, not all, that we could have helped. But the problem is the people in charge over there are not, they don't have the right intentions and they don't, they want to just suck everything from the diaspora and for their own good, not for the greater good of the country. Yeah. Chris, you fought a couple wars. How do you, and that's just with Taylor Swift. How do you build the military? The wars I fight, they're all just inside of my head, you know, uh, <laughs> when, I, when I write my vlogs. Um, what was the question? I wasn't listening. you agree about building a military? A military, it would be great, but we don't seem to have a united mind, you know. It's hard to fight. When you fight, you're not fighting for your mom or your dad or your sister. You're fighting to the buddy to your left and your right. Mm-hmm. And um, it feels like the thing with the Armenians is that everybody there is Armenian. That's it. In America, we are a true melting pot. You know, the guys that I know, none of them are like me. I'm the first Armenian and likely the only one that they will ever meet. And the example I give is going to be the one that they remember. Building a military would be great, but we are not united in mind. It's all just really hate-centered. It's hate-filled. I hate the bordering country because they have thoughts that are opposing to mine. So I hate them. But that other side has more power, and they hate the Armenians for that exact same reason. Just the 
the thought process is just opposite of what I grew up. The military would be one way. Resources would be another. You know, if Armenia could have a military base with any other neighboring country, England, France, Germany, that would also be a game changer. Yeah. It doesn't all have to be the U.S., right? We have other NATO partners. So it, we're, we're just looking at it, Canada, New Zealand, you know, any of those other nations, if they were to be allowed a footprint, would, um, would just provide additional assets. But yeah, Misak's right. Like the people in charge, just like here in America, they don't care about you. And if you think that they do, you're, I got bad news for you. What do you think about Pashinyan? You know, I don't really know enough um, about the guy. It's, it's very cyclical. You know, like the, whatever happened to the Armenians 100 plus years ago, it's happening again. And when leadership changes, they all love him for the hope that, you know, things will get better. And the people that are anti-changing of the leadership will be like, oh, this guy will do nothing. And then four to eight years later, nothing changes. And they go, oh, see, I was right. Nothing changed. You know, mm. People are just looking for a reason to complain. Not only, that's Armenia's number one export. It's complaining. <laughs> so that's really where it's at. But, you know, I don't know the guy, which sucks for him because I'm... It'd be great if... Yeah, me. you're a cool-ass dude who might have a chance with Taylor Swift. If I legitimately try. How would you try to get in with Taylor Swift? I don't want to give any of the other listeners any thoughts, you know? I don't want... that, But, you know, I really don't think that they're my competition anyways. So... So do you go to Carousel first or Rafi's? No, no, go there? No, it's a casual, it's a meet cute. Have you never seen a rom-com? Gosh, you know, instead of having Snoop come out, you have Taylor come out to Yerevan. Instead of paying that uh, Snoop doggy dog six million, you pay Taylor 12 and then boom, social media will boom. That's how you do it. And, you know, if and or when, because Taylor would be very blessed to have me in her life. If she was to come out to Armenia, boom. You're welcome. How the hell are they going to have Snoop Dogg come in? The fact and that perform? that's still not canceled and it's still pending for this weekend is mind boggling. There's riots right now in the capital city because people are revolting, waking up. And if I'm Snoop Dogg, I ain't, I don't want to go to that region. No, I, I would be like, you know what? Mm. Maybe another time. Are you dating Chris? What a pivot. What a pivot. That was just hard, hard. We went just. It's a no U-turn type of situation. <laughs> you know, my focus has been in other places recently. but uh, What no. are the other places? You know, it's really not for the entire world, but you know, there's just a lot of things going on between work and family and different aspects of my life. It's good. Yeah. Concentrating on yourself. You're dating yourself at the, right now? No, that's just something uh, single women in their 30s say. Um, no, no. My focus is in other places. That's good. But if you, if a girl came along, you'd be open to the uh, to a discussion. You know, I'm realizing that my mental peace is worth a lot more than uh, just a. Because your question is, if a woman shows up, so it would have to be like a woman that complements my life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, yeah, it can't just, be just anybody. Yeah, well that's the concept. It's like, "Oh, you're single? My friend's single. You guys should date." Terrible, terrible idea. That's Run. not true. Terrible. That's not true. Red flags. That's not true at all. Immediately. Is that you think that's true? How do you not give that a chance? No, no. What's it's circumstantial. Wrong? What's it's wrong with a first date? I didn't say and first finding date. out. I'm no, saying uh, saying, "Oh, I know two single people. We should put them together." Why not? Maybe they have. Maybe they've maybe. got. Hey, that's how maybe. my wife and I met. That's how I and met. And how my did wife. that turn out? 
<laughs> hi, hi, Seven Rita. years in. Hi, hi honey. Hi, Rita. I love you. Nah, I'm going to die on that hill. No, nah, man. I, For all the single ladies, it's 1-800-5800-TOM. <laughs> it, but, you know, like there's a, there's a lot of different things going on in my life and, you know. You want to talk about them or no? You know, uh, maybe in like three or four more drinks and, and we'll, we'll Okay, there's two here. I think it'd be a great conversation. It really would. You know, I have no idea what's happening in your life. So if, if it's starting to get hot in here, huh? if you want to talk about it, it'd be, it'd be cool, man. It'd be a cool conversation. Cause that would be like the teaser of this portion of the episode. And then it'll get people to listen to it. Are we doing like a, like a shorts? Like yes. A, yes. This is a like real pot short. It would be great. Is this how like uh influencers start? And then it becomes like a hashtag and then. We end up getting find a, Chris a gal. Uh, we get a blue check mark. It's got to be catchier than that. You know, yeah. we'll have to come up with a thing. You know, and like it becomes a. When do we do like the bash in Glendale? Oh, like an Armenian <laughs> uh, bachelor situation. That could be. An what idea. was that Armenian dating show? I think that's what it was. Oh yeah, yeah. That was funny, entertaining, it was. entertaining. What else? What else do you guys want to talk about? Look. Of all the people in this room, you've had the most uh, intriguing year. So you tell me. Bring the listeners up to speed. How's this, what is it, six months now of uh, nuptial bliss? Yeah, I think it's four. Four months? Yeah. Wow, time flies. May, September, four months, yeah. Four months. Yeah. What is it that you want to know? Hi, how you feeling? I feel amazing. It's great. With the right person, marriage is a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. And uh, f- I think uh, naturally as a human's, we talk ourselves out of big moments in our lives because we're scared. It's out of our comfort zone. We don't know what's going to happen. It's the unknown. Mm-hmm. It's and a leap of faith. I'll tell you what. See how you grab the audience when you stay quiet like that? What's most important to think about and remember when that thought comes to your head is, holy shit, this is a growth moment. Yeah. This is a total growth moment. This is why I'm scared. It's the unknown. Oh, no, what's going to happen, right? My freedoms are gone, blah, blah. But, man, in my opinion, when you find the right girl, it's like an exclamation point to your life. Mm. It's like a, it's, you're like, you feel complete, feels really good, but it, it can't just be anybody because it could be a long, miserable time. So it's got to be right. You know, it's got to be right. Like you Chris can't, was saying. You can't force it. You can't let age dictate it. You can't let kids dictate it. You can't let your parents dictate it. You can't allow because your friends are getting married dictate it. You can't allow because you're getting lonely dictate it. Like, it's got to be right, dude. You live a long life by yourself. I'd rather you do that than marry the wrong girl. Yeah, well uh, well said. I think there's that, that old saying, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. Yeah. So I think right now I'm I'm in that place where I've gone fast. Well, now we'll just uh go together. And the world's changing. It's uh being dissolved. Everything that we once loved and stood for is being destroyed. And we all keep saying the same thing. How can this happen? How are we letting this happen? But yet we're not really physically doing anything about it. Yeah. So uh dating is just one component that just uh, becomes challenging. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to be on the same page with like a lot of things like no, no sports fanatic. Ani doesn't really care about sports, but she'll she'll go to a game and hang out. Yeah. And it'll be a night out. We have a a great time together and she gets it. She understands it. She has fun. But 
would you think that I would marry a girl who wasn't necessarily into sports? No. Right? We, we would talk about it over the years, and we would joke that the person that would be compatible with you doesn't exist. But in reality, what we thought would be a good partner for you is actually someone not what we thought, you know? Yeah, because uh, sometimes, I mean, you kind of want to go to the game with the guys. Yeah. You know, and some, and she doesn't want to, and that's completely okay. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. And one thing Chris mentioned, which is true, is you want someone that's going to contribute and be compatible, um, like add to your life. But at the same time, as is just nature, the inherent thing that ends up happening is we end up being with people that are very different than us, but it works. It You need that balance. Like my wife and I, we're very different, very, very different, mm-hmm. but it works because we we can balance off each other. I'm, a, you know, I talk a lot. I'm just off the cuff, off the hip. She's methodical, thinks things through, patient, very, and like you would think, oh, you guys would never work together. It works. Yeah. Whereas someone like her sister, we're so similar. It's scary. We're more like siblings than mm-hmm. my wife and her are. Um, it wouldn't work. We're just two like fireballs mm-hmm. that we would just butt heads. You know, you know and the I mean? opposite thing also allows you to grow in other aspects too. She's into stuff that you're not into. Oh yeah. And you'll do it with her. And then you look at me. I'm wearing a Mickey Mouse sweater for you know? God's sakes. I'm, I, I've been to Disneyland more in this nine, 10 years I've known her than I did the first 27 years of my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They change. You change with the person you end up being with. I don't know if that's really a pro marriage stand or anti marriage. You know, it's hard to tell. We have a good time at Disneyland. So, so it sounds like you're a opposites attract approach. I, I would never agree with it till it happened to me, but yes. Yeah. I I'm with you too. It's because yeah, you and Ani are not similar in a lot of regard, but no. you guys, we get it though. Like there's, so you have the same intentions yeah, and the same goals. I mean, for sure. I'm not going to Bible thump your listeners, but it's biblical. Yeah. You know, uh, it, in the Bible, it says, do not be yoked with unbelievers when you can connotate that with, if you're yoked or with someone that does not have the same intention, you're going to pull each other's neck apart and go in two different directions. Yeah. But if your intention with your spouse is to, in your case, let's say, start a family and continue your the family name, it's a beautiful thing. But if she, let's say, only wants a German shepherd and you want to have children, right? things get dicey. Right. Agree. Looking forward to next episode that's going to be with my sister. Oi, which one? And my brother-in-law, Ani and Chuck. We're going to talk about 25 years of marriage and Ani, my Ani and I, so it'll be the four of us Mm. having a conversation about what to expect, how it's been. They have uh, what? 20 something. 25. Wow. Their oldest son is probably 23, 22. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. So that'll be a fun episode. Chuck's hilarious. And Chuck, when he drinks, he's funnier. So we're going to have dinner prior. I'm going to feed him some Modelo's. A couple of glasses of uh, Coors Lax. And Coors then, Light. Yeah, and then he'll get he'll get going. It'll be fun. Shoot, we got Coors Lax? Look, I would love to hear that episode because I'm seven years in, and every single day is a learning experience and a growing experience. How long does it feel? Does it feel seven years? No, it's it like does. a blink of an eye. 
It feels, <laughs> it feels longer. Yeah. It's crazy how things like in a blink of an eye, you're seven years in, you got a child, like it's crazy. You're going to blink and you're going to be two, three years into it. You're going to be like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah. It's a good thing. Time flies when you're having fun. Is that true, Chris? Time flies when you're having fun. I don't know. I haven't had any fun, uh, you know, in a long time. But <laughs> is this when we get my therapist on the phone? Is that Very funny. Anything else? Uh, has the wives come up to you guys at all and asked how often you think about the Roman Empire? All the time, actually. I saw that trend, and it's hilarious because I don't generally think about the Roman Empire. What? But um, um, not the Roman Empire. A lot of other things. I think about america and armenia what we're going through just my own battles and work life my child roman empire i'm <laughs> chris was telling me on the drive-in tell him i'm i'm in like three to five times a day conservatively and i think i'm lowballing the numbers otherwise it'd be weird like i think about it a lot and this is before the trend so the fact that it's a trend really i didn't know it was a trend that's a thing. What what is it? What's I don't know. Women ask asking their guys how often they think about the Roman Empire. Why why is that? Why, Someone did it on TikTok. It blew up because the reaction was funny. The guy, the men were like, why "Yeah, you ask me about that." Yeah, exactly. And then some one of them actually said, "Oh yeah, I think about it often." And they're like, "You really think about it often?" Legitimately, Honestly. legitimately, uh, those are those are the numbers I feel comfortable with saying here. Wow, uh, three four times a day. Uh, three to five, and I like. Do you, have you guys not read like meditation? Yeah, I was gonna say Marcus you've been. Aurelius? You're probably I, reading. Yeah, and yeah. your line of work. Yeah, yeah, look at the. We're talking. We're talking about the two sides of the same coin here. We're talking about oh, does Armenia need a military? You don't think about the Roman Empire? Like, look at these guys yeah. with the, uh, with the the facing movements and with the marching. Yeah, like it seems very on brand with with all of it. What are you reading nowadays? I'm reading the Bible. That's what I'm. Are reading. you? Yeah, and I have this. Um, I have a couple of letters from Seneca that's collecting dust that I've been meaning to to crack open. Uh, so that's, and I'm in a series on the uh, uh, the rational male. Uh, one of his books. It's on a it's a positive masculinity. Hmm. It's the concept that masculinity in its true form is not toxic. It's positive in its stance because that's what masculinity in is. What we're seeing is a lot of weak men that are vocal and we're saying, Oh, that's toxic masculinity where it's not, you know, where men are there to protect and to provide mm -hmm. and the provisioning, the parental investment, you know, and, the, and what we're just seeing is just a bunch of weak men that have a lot of assets, whether that be um, fitness related or finances or some type of position, power possession. And they're just kind of, spewing out trash are you worried about the next generation to come i'm worried about this generation you know uh I, the enemy is within the gates you know so uh it's a scary time especially you know what's what's uh what what uh what makes you scared about the times um you know ha having a child who's in you know gonna be going to grade school in the coming years there is no doubt I would, if I have to drive, ride a bike to work, I will keep him in a private school where I know the culture and the education aligns with my wife and I's, you know, 
what we believe in because the public school system now is it was bad in the 70s and 80s you know i have a friend um you know him um i'll say his name it's because a lot of people know him tim conway jr he said i put in 12 years in the public school system i felt like i did time in jail that's what it felt like and it's only gotten exponentially worse you know it's the worst part of school you can do all the work at home yeah one bad teacher for years you sent you sent him to a school even some private schools that you're paying heavy tuition for and they ruin it all it's all down the drain right and by the way that's why you're noticing every single private school now in la county in california every single one of them is either at the max capacity or on a waiting list because even the parents who are not conservative who are not religious they just want a normal con- regular upbringing for their tr- like what was traditional for a public school 15 20 years ago where they go to school they're not talking politics they're just the kids are growing and learning normal things they're not pushing any one specific agenda yeah look you don't want necessarily even to go too much with the religion stuff too you need balance yeah. right you need to teach them about science math we can't get that anymore unless you put them in a private school where you know there's a regular boys bathroom and a girls bathroom so that's too much to ask for that's why homeschooling's up like 800% i just found out my manager at work his kid is after 8th grade they homeschooled him yeah he's like i didn't want to deal with the yeah. baloney that comes with um, do they do it in a group setting um there's components of it that is group they have to obviously for normal you know to Social development. Social development, exactly. But the bulk of it is him and his mother and on the dining room table. Yeah. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's no joke. Usually uh, kids that are homeschooled, they don't even spend eight hours a day learning, you know, because they learn a portion of the class and then they go about their lives, which kind of makes the, ask the question, well, what are our children doing in school for eight plus hours a day, you know, outside of like recess and sports and the social development stuff. Right. So it goes, and it's no different than when all the parents work and they have a, a babysitter from outside the family take care of the kid. Mm. Your kid is spending eight hours a day with a stranger and the, that ideology in some aspect is going to be imprinted onto the child. Mm-hmm. Then we say, oh, how did this happen? It's because we're like, oh, here's your iPad, go. Yeah, I'm done with you now. You know, it's, a, it's that hands-off approach. Yeah. Did Gev get back to you? No, he hasn't read the message yet. Which kind of makes you scared, man. Hope this guy's okay. Yeah, it really is scary. He hasn't uh, posted anything. No stories. Not in twelve hours. And was he posting? He posts regularly. Every- he, even like on a good day when they have electricity and Wi-Fi, he'll post updates. Is very active, and that's his role with the ANCA to be a vocal voice of reason from the outside in on the inside. Very scary. I mean, I you see his mother often. Um, I see his mom often when I go to pick up my kid, like eating them alive. How long has he been there? About a year and a half or so. Sheesh. Yeah. And he always said, like, I'm going to go back. I want to serve my land, my people, my country. And he did. He he was the the only person I know personally put his money where his mouth is and he went there. So I I, kudos to him. God bless him. Because a lot of us talk to talk, but we don't walk it. He's single. He's yeah, I don't not married. I don't know. No, 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 he's not married. I don't know his 
status, but that's a trip. That's a that's a ballsy move. Adakel did the same thing. Yeah, on the show. Uh, he, I think he's ago. still out there as well. He is. Yeah, yeah. But Adakel's in the city. Yeah, Gev is in like the yeah. boonies. Mm-hmm. He's like, there's days where they don't get supplies in. Like it, it he is on the front lines. He posted a video 12 hours ago. And all you hear in the background is bombs going off. Literally bombs. It's not like a green screen. Man, that's wild. Yeah. What else, guys? Anything else? Should we close it up? All I'm saying, I'll, we'll end with this because it's getting late. Uh, the Fed just talked about interest rates again. It's going to it's gonna be a wild six months, the next six months. Next year with the election, oh, man. You think things are testy now and tense and everyone's on edge? Next year is going to be wild. In terms of? Everything, everything. Cost of goods, interest rates, uh, real estate. Everyone's, you know, politically, it's just, it's going to be a nightmare. You think so, huh? Um, I know so. Interest rates up and the way the fuel's going. $7 to get a gallon of gas now. We're 13 months out from the election cycle. There's going to have to be a pivot. Otherwise, um, all these uh, loonies in their electric cars, they're not going to end up being right. They're going to piss off a lot of the... A lot of the people, I'm not seeing too many Biden stickers these days. Yeah, again, they, they just confirmed that the interest rate is not going to uh, go down as quick as everyone wants. Mm. It's going to take at least a year to come well, down. That's I feel like is, is going to happen. I think it's going to come down once the election gets closer and everybody will forget. Yeah. Same with gas prices. Everybody will forget what happened and what he's done. And at the, at the same token, do you believe in this process? Do you believe in this freaking election process? I want to believe in it. Yeah, same. same I here. want to believe in it. Is that naive of us? Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like you are selected and you're no longer elected or have you been elected this whole time or selected this whole time and not elected? I don't know. But now I know and I, 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 I'll, I'm woken. I ain't woke. I'm woken, man. This, this has wakened me up a long time ago. The last four or five years as to what's really happening. And I just, I don't believe it. Rick Caruso, the LA mayor, he should have been the LA mayor. The guy was up four or five points for four days. That was for sure rigged. In 12 hours, he loses by who knows what. And I'm thinking, man, this guy's going to fight. This guy's got a ton of money. He's got a lot of capital. He's probably liquid. He can put billions, five, six, ten lawyers, attorneys, and Sue the crap out of everybody. Look into the election process. What's really happening? Caved. And I knew, I figured he's probably going to lose because, again, selected over being elected. And he didn't fight. He just he essentially just came out and said, it's a, it's a tough process. I never knew it was going to be this way. It's ugly out there. It's, it's a war zone. And it's like, dude, come on, man. You, you could have fought. They probably threatened. They said, if for you, sure. if you for sure. try to fight this, you and your family will be disappeared. And the other thing is, God forbid you question the election process. You're un-American for questioning it. The fact, by the way, you, you go anywhere, you have to show ID. To go pick up your Postmates order from uh, your to-go order, you have to show ID sometimes. Yet these people, they don't want voter registration, you know, to show ID to vote. Give me a break. It's very interesting how uh, where conservatives are right now in this world is where uh, JFK was as a Democrat back in the 60s. So like, yeah. that's how far it's shifted down, that today's 
typical conservative is back then the dem- Democrat. Democrat. No doubt. And it just shows how far the gap is uh, mm-hmm. broadening. By the way, uh, one more thing before we end. I don't know if everyone already does follow, but speaking of all this voter registration, ID, and selection over election, if you follow Bill Malugin from Fox on I Twitter, like he is actively covering the border crisis. Every single day he'll post an update, and it's mind-boggling that it's not national news and that no one, even on both party lines, is saying, what the heck is going on? People are waltzing into this country, literally walking How in. How many today? I don't know. Let's see. How about the mayor in, in New York? All, Twel- this, all of a sudden wakes up and says, we need to close our borders down. What yeah. the hell is happening over there? Panicking. Uh, 12 hours ago, he tweeted... Uh, it's a total free-for-all at Eagle Pass right now. That's one of the locations. 15,000-plus Haitians under the bridge in Del Rio. Oh, wow. Wow. Haitians. If you notice that, a lot of these guys, a lot of the images you see are single military-age males that are coming through. And usually when it comes to crises, it's uh, women and children that are moving along. They're families. It's herds of families. But in many of these situations, it's all pictures of military-age males. So the infiltration comes in that way. Mm. With the open borders, it's not families. You're not seeing young children coming across. Uh, You you do see it, but not as often as groups of dozens of groups of uh, different, like you said, Haitians, Asians that are just flying in to to Mexico and walking across because they can't come into America in other ways. It seems like the... The way to destroy a country is from the inside. If only there was some civilization in the ancient past hmm. that kind of we see some type of a, a horse or some type of legged creature led into the border. And then when everybody was drunk celebrating on their victories, their throats were slaughtered at night. I, nothing. Have I you ever thought of uh, working the border? Is that something you'd be interested in? Like doing? as an American, like slinging them silver bullets? And of course, that, you know, sponsored here. Uh, I, I feel like that'd be a kind of a fun gig. I feel like based off of my aesthetic, and I'm probably pissed off enough of your um, single mothers out there listening, they would probably uh, come for me for my neck, both on both sides of the border. So it's probably just for my best interest that I don't. Okay. <laughs> it's good to know. <laughs> well, that's all the time we have. <laughs> no, but again, I, I don't want to hearken on this again. What's happening at the border, the southern border of America, is mind-boggling. There is not one country on this planet that you can walk into their country without any kind of papers. Yep. Literally, like the most third-world, humble poor country they're gonna stop you at the border and say hi who are you what are you doing here what are your intentions here they're literally watching them come across the border and doing nothing and let's not forget like i just read that tweet it's not south southern americans or mexicans that are coming through it's people from all over the planet yeah middle easterns europeans they're just coming through mexico uh, through El Paso and all that. It's unbelievable. No, forget party lines. I don't care who's the president or whatever. You should ask yourself, why is the border open? Why are we just letting anyone come in without identifying who they are and what they plan to do here? Yeah. If it's, you remember wow. um, under Bush, America was accused of being the world police. 
you know, and I b- do kind of believe more that this visualization of the um, elected, uh, selected, not elected, is since a uh, slick, uh, um, you know, Billy became president. But America used to be the world police. We used to be everybody's like, oh, you know, you can't do that. Get out of all other countries' problems. And now, 20 years later, Armenia's in problem. It's like, America, where are you? Come to us now. Right. It, and it's always the same type of people that are complaining. It's always the same type of people. No, you're doing too much. No, you're not doing enough. You know, the borders are open. You have military aged males crossing the border in herds. Do you know how bad the Haitians are as fighters? You know, uh, what happens if these were like Uzbek fighters that are coming in? Why are they even coming in, in in this fashion? How often before your homes on the hills start seeing protests and different things like that? At what point are people going to wake up? So this is a good time to just go up and uh, stock up on some freedom seeds, you know, before uh, everything else is kind of taken away from you. Well, that was fun, right? Two guys plus me shooting the shit. It's always fun. It's always a good time. A lot of good, interesting topics. I think we probably could have gotten some other stuff, but uh, that was good. Chris was a little bit reserved. I don't know why he was reserved, but next time I'll have to feed him three or four Modelos. Uh, next week's episode, like I mentioned, my sister and brother-in-law coming on. We're talking about marriage. Uh, you know, this is new for me, right? It's fun. It's great, great time. But uh, they're going to mention how things kind of started in their relationships and how relationship and how they got to 25 years of marriage. And I'm going to have Ani, my wife, on the show as well because, you know, you guys all want the part two of, of uh, Annie. So that's going to be fun. Look, looking forward to that. I just need one favor. You go on Spotify, you find me. That's where, where you're listening to this show most likely, this or Apple. Leave a quick review, a five-star, a five-star on Spotify. That's how we get rated. That's how people find us. Appreciate you guys. But until then, I appreciate you guys listening and making me a part of your day. Until next time, folks, this is Mike the Pod. I am Mike Gabriel. No wasted days. Let's go. Let's go.